Jim Newsom. This is Truth in the Word on Biblical News Report Talk Radio. It's the 31st day of March 2020. We're broadcasting to you today from North Central, West Virginia. Before we get into the Word of God, let's go to prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, anoint your word tonight, and it might go forth and do that which you sent it to do, which you said it won't come back void. We just ask you that all things be done according to thy will tonight, Father. But you know the beginning from the ending that all things are in your hands and nothing takes you by surprise. And Father, we pronounce your word tonight. Let it take root in the hearts and lives of the people. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, we're living in an unprecedented time. There's a lot of talk about it. Uh, of course, we know what's what's happening around the world, the virus and uh, earthquakes, uh, signs in the skies and Natural disasters. Uh, the Bible says the waves and the seas roaring, men's hearts failing for what they see coming on the face of the earth. And Jesus said in Luke 21, verse 28, and when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. So we hear much talk about the coming of the Lord. And certainly, certainly the signs of the times are upon us. We can't explain away what is going on in the world, what is happening in the world today. Jesus said there'll be wars and rumors of wars. There'll be pestilence, diseases, uh, brother will be against brother. Families will be split up. Society as we know it, we'll be heading towards a destructive path. Man will wax worse and worse. Iniquity shall abound. All these things are upon us. We're living in 2020. I believe that, that the countdown to the coming of the Lord, and I've heard it taught and I believe it, started May 14th, 1948, when the Jews began to come back to their homeland when they begin to be called by the Spirit and by the power of God. And they were no longer from that time called Palestine, but Israel became a recognized state and or a country. And this is what God said he would do. I'll bring them from the north, from the south, from the east, and from the west, where they've been scattered through the ages. And I believe the countdown to the coming of the Lord started around May 14th, 1948. So if you were born before that or born after that, a little bit then, we are living in a generation that's looking, looking for the coming of the Lord. That the next great event could be the trump of God and the shout of the archangel and the dead in Christ shall rise first and those that are alive and remain shall be caught up in the air to be with the Lord. So we're going to go tonight to First Thessalonians chapter 5, and Paul's going to talk about the coming of the Lord, and he's going to talk about the posture, or where should the Christian, where should the church be positioned in these days in which we are living unprecedented times. Jesus said, and He's speaking to the Jews in Matthew 24. Not everything is written to us, but everything is written for us. He said there'll be a time, and even leading up to the great tribulation, will be birth pangs. He said, for this is just the beginning of sorrows. To where men 
will become confused and look for an answer. Look for something or somebody to straighten everything out and make it right. For men don't know what to do. Perplexed, the Bible says. Perplexity. Men's hearts failing them. What they see. The birth pangs that we are in right now. The all creation is groaning. The word of God says, Paul wrote in the book of Romans. So Paul wrote to this group of people in Thessalonians, first, first Thessalonians chapter 5. He said, verse 1, But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For, listen, yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. So cometh as a thief in the night. So what's he saying here? He says, I, I have no need that I write these unto you. you. You already know this, that the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. He said, but the times and the seasons, that word times there, means a chronos time, a designated or fixed for a special occasion. In other words, a certain day, which will be a certain day when Jesus Christ comes back and raptures his church. And that word seasons there means, means an opportunity, a certain designated season. So Paul said the time of the seasons, I don't have to write to you about You know where we are at. And he says, for yourselves know perfectly the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Now, Daniel wrote in chapter 2, verse 21, he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings. He sets up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. Now, that, 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 that's a group that is, that is listening to what the Spirit has to say. The Bible says, he that has an ear, let me hear what the Spirit is saying. Not what men are saying. Now, men who are inspired by the Spirit are going to speak the Word of God. They're not going to speak out of their own wisdom or their own knowledge. They're not going to be unctioned by flesh, but unctioned by the Spirit. Not by power, not by might, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord. So we need to be prone to what the Spirit is saying out of the mouth of two or three. He shall bring confirmation. A lot of people talking today. Some are right. Some are wrong. Some are in the Spirit. Some are not in the Spirit. But Daniel said it's God that changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. Where's knowledge come from? What do we teach in the New Testament church where knowledge comes from? The Holy Spirit. The spirit of wisdom. The spirit of wisdom. The Holy Ghost who leads and guides and orders our footsteps and teaches us and confirms his word, the Bible says. In Acts 1, 7, Jesus said, he said unto them, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. But we, we see what is going on. We don't know the day or the hour, but from what we see, the coming of the Lord could be very, very, very close. You see what they've been saying that for years. I know. I know. I, I've heard it all my life. But just to be honest with you, I've never seen times like this that uh, the term, I guess, is used biblical proportions, where the word of God is being fulfilled. Now, Jesus said that if men re- refuse Christ, refuse the gospel, refuse to accept Christ, that the Spirit of God will send those that reject Christ a strong delusion, a a point of deception to where they will receive anything that comes down the pike, not having knowledge of the word of God, not waiting upon the Lord, not studying to show themselves approved, of workmen that needeth not to be ashamed. But 
will be gullible to anything that speaks as if there is some help or or some need that can be met through an individual or through a movement. And those that speak outside of the lids of the word of God, outside of the gospel of Jesus Christ, because the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes unto the Father except it be through me. Jesus is the one that's coming back. The Bible designates him as judge even designates him as creator for all things were made by him and for him. There was nothing made that was not made by him. He's Lord. We certainly need to emphasize that today. And the church belongs to him. The true church. The church that he said will be upon a solid rock. And that means bedrock. That means something that can't be moved by quakes and rumblings and shakings, that which is a solid foundation. He said, I will build my church upon that foundation, and the gates of hell will not prevail over it or destroy it. doesn't say the winds won't come and trials and tribulations won't come and temptations won't come, but he says, the true church will stand against that because they are founded in me. When I come into the Pentecostal way, they would sing the song, I shall not be, I shall not be moved like a tree that's planted by the water. I shall not be. First Thessalonians 5, 2, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night, which at that time, when he comes in the great tribulation, will follow according to what the word of God says. Now, there's a lot of controversy over this, but he is coming, and there will be a tribulation period. The Bible says it will be seven years split up in two, three, and one-half-year sections. The last three-and-a-half years called the great tribulation by which the Antichrist will rule from the temple, uh, set himself up as God to be worshipped as God with an image, with the mark, with the with the uh, 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 the help of the false prophet, Revelation 13. These things are all going to come to pass. The spirit of the Antichrist is already or the technology is already here. I believe for the Antichrist to to take his place. I'm sure there's a man set aside right now to be incarnated by the spirit of the devil. Completely possessed. So what it what 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 is the day of the Lord? Well Peter says in Second Peter three verse nine, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness, but is long suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Now listen, verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. The same thing Paul said, in which the heavens, this is the day of the Lord now, shall pass away with a great noise. The elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. A change, a renovation, which if you start and read Revelation chapter 5, you'll see when the seals are being broken by the lamb that's worthy crucified from the foundation of the earth, the only one to 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 be worthy to crack open the seals, to once again take back the title deed to the earth. That which was lost will be regained. That which man gave up in the garden. In other words, setting up Satan as the God of this world for a time and for a season, Jesus Christ will take back, and I might add, by the way, with force. And with judgment and with wrath, the elements will melt. It's a shaking coming. The Bible says the very elect be deceived if possible. These are the days you've got to hold on. These are the days that you've got to endure. Now, many say, well, you don't have to endure these days. Well, I believe there's a certain amount of endurance to the days that we're living in. 
Jesus said, when I come back, we'll find any faith in the earth. Are men going to lose their faith in the days in which we are in? Are these the days that try men's souls? Are these the days that men will seek alternatives other than the Bible, other than Jesus Christ? Will they veer off somewhere to maybe a place of least resistance? The Bible says don't get weary in well-doing. Don't get weary. Keep the faith. Obadiah 115 says, For the day of the Lord is near upon all the heathen. That word heathen here means all the lost, those that have rejected Christ. As thou hast done, it shall be done unto thee. Thy reward shall return upon thy own head. God's not mocked. Wheresoever a man sows, so shall he also reap. So we're in the day of much confusion. The pestilence, the earthquakes, natural disasters, tornadoes hitting the country, earthquakes. Just got a thing on my phone a little bit ago. Idaho, Montana, that area, uh, rocked by large earthquakes. <clears throat> the what? Coronavirus. Men are perplexed. They don't know what to do. They they can't control all this. See, there's only one that can. America, the land in which I live. Needs to repent, as probably so does the rest of the world, I'm sure. We're sorry for our sins, Lord. Is this partial judgment? I don't know. I don't know. It's it, it's all in God's hands, but I know that the Bible speaks of these things in which are coming upon the face of the earth. And we have this tendency, see, to want to to draw back and say, well, I just want things could, to go back as normal. Listen, everything has been upset. The, uh, 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 the, the habits of men, the way the men operate. Man, uh, God, God, God has taken away <clears throat> normality. I guess you could call it a divine interruption. Okay. Men have been shaken out of their tendencies and out of their habits, and it's not business as usual, see. This is God. This is what God allows and God does. Revelation 3, 3, remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. Yet therefore thou shalt not watch. I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come unto thee. There you go, watch. Watch and pray. Paul says to pray without ceasing. To pray without ceasing. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse three, Paul wrote, For when they shall say peace and safety. Is that not what's being cried today? Peace and safety. Then sudden destruction comes upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. Now, he's talking about two classes here. We're going to find this out. He's talking about those who are going to be surprised by the coming of the Lord and those who should not be shocked by it. Should we be shocked by what's going on? If you've been in the church or read the Bible any time in your life or any amount of time, are you shocked by what you're seeing? Should we be should we be surprised what's coming on the face of the earth? If you've studied prophecy whatsoever, should we be shocked? Peter said, Think it not strange of the fiery trials which we will be tried. So this verse here, when they say is talking about the future of the wicked, the unrepentant, those that Maybe they have opportunity to receive Christ, but have rejected him, Christ rejectors. Listen, if you deny Christ, if you deny the virgin birth, if you deny the Trinity, then, then the Bible says you're Antichrist. He who denies Jesus, the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, and the spirit of the Antichrist does, does not accept Jesus Christ as the Son of the Living God, God incarnate in the flesh, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. John one fourteen. And that spirit's here. Christ haters. 
Christ rejectors. But Paul writes and says, in the day in which we're living, they will cry peace and safety, but sudden destruction come upon them. As travail upon a woman with child, that they shall not escape, cause not mock, whatsoever a man sows, so shall he also reap. So these days should be getting our attention. There, there, there should be a a a, a a a a shifting, I guess, or the posture of the church. And this starts on a personal basis, one on one, as we search out our own salvation with trembling and with fear, that that we find ourselves standing where we need to stand, and we lay aside every way to sin that so easily should beset us and keep us from going where we need to be with Christ. In other words, we, we deal with our own personal life before we interject in somebody else's or try to. In Daniel 12, verse 2, and many of them <clears throat> that sleep in the dust of the earth shall wake some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. It's just the prophecy, Malachi 4, 1, for behold, the day cometh, thou shalt burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, all that do wickedly shall be stubble. The day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. We're talking about a, a, a total destruction. We're talking about a total revamping of this earth. Everything can be shaken, will be shaken. Behold, he says, I make all things do. And the governments of this world have become the governments of God and his Christ. He's not going to rule partially with somebody else. He's not going to share the throne. He's going to come back and he's going to sit on his own throne. He's going to be, he's going to be a theocracy in action. That's the form of government. It's going to be during the, during the thousand year reign and after that and saints is released for a short time, and those that even rejected Christ during that time will be cast away, then eternity will set in, and it will be a theocracy under the guidance of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Matthew three twelve, whose fan is in his hand, he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his weeds of the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with an unquenchable fire. So there's a separation that's coming. In the body of Christ, Jesus teaches there's tares and there's wheat. Tares look like wheat. Move around like wheat, do the same thing. But when the but when the 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 sifting comes, when the wind or the withering fan that blows the threshing floor, when that wind hits, wheat will rise up but fall back to the floor, but tares will be blown away. We separate it. There's no substance to them. If you break open the hull of a tear, then there's poison on the inside, blackened. Men's hearts are darkened, the Word of God says. John 3.36, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. That's People not ready. He that believes not the Son shall not see life. So that means that Jesus Christ is the only way to everlasting life. But the wrath of God abideth on him. I didn't write the book. The wrath of God abideth on him. Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes 9.12, for man also knoweth not his time, as the fishes that are taken in an evil net, and as the birds that are caught in a snare, so are the sons of men snared in an evil time when it falleth suddenly upon them. Hmm. In other words, overnight things change. Kind of like what's going on now. That we don't know from one day to the next what's going to permeate out of this, what, what's going to happen, how's this going to evolve. What length is this going to go on? How, how, how much more damage or how much longer is it going to go? Uncertainty setting upon the hearts of men. So it pays to be ready. The point that the man wants to die and then the judgment is what the Word of God says. The point that the man wants to die and then the judgment. 
Matthew twenty two eleven says when the king came to see the guests, he saw there was a man which had not a wedding garment, not ready, not ready for the marriage supper of the lamb. Christ is always called the groom. We are called the bride, the bride of Christ. Matthew twenty four thirty six. But the day and the hour knoweth no man, no not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them away. Also, the coming of the Son of Man be. Un- unaware to, to so many. See? Well, well, we'll figure this out by ourselves now. No, this is uh, something that 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 men need wisdom from God how to approach. They need the unction of the Holy Spirit. In Luke twenty one verse thirty four, take heed unto yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting. That word there means gluttony. In many realms of our lives, and drunkenness and cares of this life, so that they that that day come upon you unaware. Verse 35, Luke 21, 35, for as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man, which everybody will do. Many to the judgment seat of Christ, and many too where they don't want to stand the white throne judgment. Two judgments. Born unto man wants to die. And then the judgment. First Thessalonians five four. But ye brethren are not in darkness. Now now he starts to make a division here. In other words, these days should not come upon us unaware as a thief. That suddenly we should be in a position of watching. And expecting, occupying, yes, doing what we need to do, being, being the Christians and the men and women that God's called us to be, operating in the Holy Ghost, fulfilling the mandate, going to all the world and preach the gospel, but always watching and being aware of the times and the seasons and what's going on around about us, being aware of biblical prophecy being fulfilled right before our eyes. In Job 38, I'm sorry, Job 38, Job 32 and 8, but there is a spirit in man and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. So the spirit of man can only be taught by the spirit of God. That's true learning. Now, the spirit of man is influenced by a lot of things and taught by a lot of things. But true wisdom and true knowledge and true salvation is only through the spirit of God. But we are not in darkness, and that day should not overtake us as a thief. We shouldn't be, I can't believe this is going on. Listen, we've heard it for years. If you've been on this earth any amount of time, been a Christian for your mind, we've heard of the days that we're in that it's going to happen. We should not be shocked. We should not be surprised. In Job 24, verse 13, they are those that rebel against the light. They know not the ways thereof, nor abide in the paths thereof. Verse 14, the murderer rising with the light killeth the poor and needy, and in the night is as a thief. The eye eye also of the adulterer, verse 15, waited for the twilight, saying, No, I shall see me. And disguises his face. 16 says, In the dark they dig through houses, which they had marked for themselves in the daytime. They know not the light, for the morning is to them even as the shadows of death. If one know them, they are in, they are in the terrors of the shadow of death. So we see this uh, self-like, stealth-like thing. The, uh, being secretive, but yet knowing the Bible says that every secret thing shall be acknowledged and brought to forefront will be exposed. No secrets before God. 
He knows exactly where you're at, what you're doing. He knows the condition of your heart. He knows where you are, what you're going through. He knows, he knows, he knows. He knows. He's all-knowing, all-knowing. First Thessalonians 5, 5, listen to what he says. Listen to what Paul says. He talks about up at the first of this chapter, talking about those that will be surprised by the coming. Now he talks about those that should not be surprised, the Christians, believers in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the one who have accepted him as Lord of their lives. First Thessalonians 5, 5, ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. What's he saying? That we're not of darkness. That these things should be expected before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. You cannot deny that creation is groaning, that the earth is in birth pangs. Jesus said sorrows, just the beginning. It means travail. There should be an urgency in the body of Christ to preach the gospel. By any means they can. Get the word out there. The men might receive it. The men are either going to receive it or reject it. But that's up to them. Choose this day whom you will serve. Many will receive him. Many will reject him. Daniel said many will die. And be what? Resurrected unto what? Eternal life and some unto eternal damnation. John twelve thirty six. while you have light, while you have light, believe in that light, that you may be the children of light. These things spake Jesus and departed and did hide himself from them. Ephesians 5, 8. For ye are sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as the children of light. So he tells us to walk in the lives we have the light. What's the light? The Word of God. Read what the Word of God says. Just as contemporary as your your morning paper or any blog you might read on the World Wide Web. But we used to be darkness, but now we're light. First Thessalonians five six. This one says, for. Therefore, let us, now he's talking about Christians in the New Testament church. They were called until Antioch, they were called the way. They were in the way. In other words, they were in the way of Christ. They were first called Christians in Antioch. But he's talking about those who have accepted Jesus Christ. Therefore, let us not sleep. First Thessalonians, First Thessalonians 5, 6. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others. Let us watch and be sober. First Peter 5, 8. Be sober, be vigilant. There's a word. Be proactive in your prayer life. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Romans thirteen eleven says, Then knowing the time that is now, it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Close to the coming of the Lord. Events are happening. Well, preacher, could be in our 30 year. I'm not saying it won't be. I don't see how, but I don't say, I don't know. I don't know when he's coming back. But this is the hour and the day. This should be a song. In times like these, you need a Savior. In times like these, you need an anchor. And the anchor holds and grips the solid rock. And that rock is Jesus Christ. He says, by no means will anything pluck you out of my hand. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you even unto the end of the age. Luke twenty-two forty-six, and saith unto them, why sleep ye? Rise and pray, lest you, lest you enter into temptation. This is when you come out of the, come out of the garden of Gethsemane. Why, why are you asleep? 
Should that be the question asked today? Why are we asleep? Should we not be putting on the whole armor of God? God help us. First Thessalonians 5, 7, For they that sleep, sleep in the night. And they that be drunken are drunken in the night. See, it's in darkness. For people say, I was growing up, nothing good happens after midnight. In other words, the hour of darkness. Romans thirteen twelve: The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us there what? Cast forth off the dark and put on the armor of light. Romans thirteen thirteen. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envy. Pretty good advice from the Word of God. First Thessalonians 5, 8. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. Putting on what? The breastplate of faith <clears throat> and love. Once again, First Peter 5, 8. Be sober, be vigilant. Be proactive because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. That's talking about the spiritual warfare that every Christian is in. There's no one exempt from that. The moment you receive Christ is the moment you become the enemy of the powers of darkness. He said, Peter said, we have an adversary, an accuser, a slanderer. First Thessalonians 5, 9, for God hath not appointed us to wrath. See the separation here? But to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. First Thessalonians 1, 10, and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. Persecutions were appointed to. Tribulation in this world, we said, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. First Thessalonians five eleven. Wherefore comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. First Thessalonians, these are the comforting words. First Thessalonians chapter four, verse thirteen. Paul wrote, But I will not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning them that are asleep, but that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe, if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so then also would sleep in Jesus, will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain to the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep, the dead in Christ. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with the shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then with the we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. In other words, we're getting our eyes and our minds off the temporal and getting our eyes and our minds and heart set towards eternity. This place is not going to last. The Bible teaches that. The Bible teaches us that we're like a vapor, like a blade of grass, like a wave tossed in the ocean here today and gone tomorrow. But the eternal spirit, the inner man, will live somewhere forever, according to what the Word of God says. A little controversial over that, too. In a constant state. Thessalonians 5.12. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. Simply put, know that the man and woman is preaching to you is preaching the word of God. Take on the Berean challenge. Acts 17, I believe. As Paul preached the Bereans picked up the scriptures and made sure that Paul was preaching what the scriptures said. So labor. Know them that labor among you. First Thessalonians five thirteen. And if they do preach the word of God, he says to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. 
and be at peace among yourselves. Wow, wow, wow. Don't read that again. And to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. And be at peace among yourselves. When the Pharisees come against Jesus, they said, this man cast out Beelzebub by the spirit of Beelzebub. Jesus simply said, how can Beelzebub cast out Beelzebub? Because a house would be divided, his house would be divided, and a house divided will not stand. And that still holds true. Where there's division, there's no vision. And the Bible says a man will perish, man, woman, boy, girl will perish without a vision. Verse Thessalonians 5.14. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly. Comfort the feeble-minded. I mean, the, those faint of heart. Support the weak. Be patient toward all men. Read that again. Patient. Be patient towards all men. First Thessalonians 5.15. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Matthew 5.44 says, But I say unto you, this is Jesus, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. This was my grandmother's favorite scripture. When I would get angry as a child. Pray for <laughs> pray for them that despitefully use you. You know how many times I heard that in my life? More than I wanted to. Okay. First Thessalonians five sixteen. Rejoice evermore. Verse 17. Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Everything give thanks. Verse 18. Give thanks for this of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Verse 19. Quench not the spirit. Verse 20. Despise not prophecies. 21. Prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. Verse 22. Abstain from the very appearance of evil. First Thessalonians five twenty three. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit and your and, and soul and body be preserved, my Lord help us, blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The the sealed by the Holy Ghost of promise. You're sealed by the Spirit of God. Hebrews 13, 20. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. First, first, first Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 24. Faithful is he who also will do it. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3. But the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. Promises. When we look under the author and finish of our faith, he's not the author of confusion, but the author and finish of our faith. First Thessalonians 5.25, Brethren, pray for us. <laughs> and and then the truth. 26, greet all brethren of the holy kiss. Probably not this time. First First Thessalonians 5.27, I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. First Thessalonians 5.28, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Or let it be so. This is Paul setting up the lines and the separation points of those that are waiting and those that are not. Those that are not waiting will be surprised, will be shocked at what's happening. Christians should not be shocked what's going on in the world today. We've got to remember, all this is going on, but he says in the last days, I will pour out of my spirit upon what? Flesh. He talks about a move of God in these last days. Are we looking for that? Are we looking, are we believing God? Are we asking God to send the former and the latter rain? Are we prayerfully repenting of our sins? 
asking God to help us, asking God to have mercy on us. He's everything. He knows the beginning from the end. He is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. Was never created, always was. Jesus Christ himself was crucified from the foundation of the world. Do you know Jesus Christ tonight? Do you know him? You can rest. Come unto me, ye that are heavy laden and sorrow, and I will give you rest. He says, my yoke is light. My burden is light. Cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. God loves. He loves people. He loves you tonight. He said, I would that none would perish, but that each and every one would come unto everlasting life. The Bible says, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead by the quickening spirit. At the third day, he was resurrected. And the Bible says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved and shall be delivered. He says, repent, denounce your evil, make a constant decision to turn and go in another direction, to change your ways with the help of the spirit of God. And be saved. And be born again. Be set aside. Be sealed. By the Holy Ghost of promise. I know the thoughts I think toward Jesus. Thoughts to prosper you and to give you an expected end. The song said, do you know him today? Please don't turn him away. He is the way. He's the way. To be saved, to be healed, to be delivered, to be set free, to feel peace and safety is only in him. Not anything the world has to offer, never in men's plans or men's ways. The ways of God are above understanding. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. His wisdom so far supersedes us. Sin his only begotten son. That whosoever should believe on him should not perish. Just cast it all on him tonight. All that uncertainty in the world, we don't know. We don't know. As the pressure of the times comes down on our minds, and it's hard on people. It's hard on people. Give your heart and life to him. Trust him tonight. I'll guarantee you call on his name. He'll be there. Let the Spirit of God draw you and uh, make a conscious decision to serve him. Song of Solomon said, draw me, Lord, and I'll come running after you. When the last days, And although things are important in this life, I don't minimize importance of a lot of things in this world or in this life. But if you miss Jesus Christ and you miss heaven, you miss it all. The Bible says, what would you give in exchange for your soul? Would you take this world in exchange for your soul, something that's that's faltering? Or would you put your eggs in the basket of something that's eternal? Something that is lasting. Something, as Paul said, will go from glory to glory to glory to glory. For we have this treasure, he says, in earthen vessels. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. What you've done in our lives. And we know tonight, God, that many tonight, Lord, are looking for answers and peace and healing and deliverance. and We're just trying to make sense of what's happened and what's going on in our world. And We know tonight you're the answer. 
Lord, you said not by power, not by might, but by your spirit, saith the Lord. And we ask you, in Jesus' holy and righteous name tonight, that you would save souls. They call upon you tonight. You would heal minds and heal bodies. Lord, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us, Father. Lord, lighten the load of so many tonight and heal them by your stripes. He was chastised for our peace of mind, bruised for our iniquities. He paid it all at the cross, Jesus. And you deserve all the honor and all the glory. You said when you be lifted up, you'll draw all men unto you. And help us, Lord, while we're here to preach your gospel. They were living in an hour and a day. Lord, you, we read tonight that hope is an anchor of the soul. When men lose hope, then they, they lose will. We ask you, Lord, that your hope would shine in a in a dark world tonight where we don't have a lot of answers on a lot of things. But we know tonight that you're, you're the way and you're the truth and you're the life. We thank you tonight for that, Lord, in Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen. Seek him while he may be found, because he's nigh. And the Bible says, draw nigh unto him, and he'll draw nigh unto you. This is the hour and the day of salvation, of healing and deliverance in Jesus' name. God bless till next time. Thank you.